Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Hey, Jake. Yes, sir. Did you know it is our anniversary month? How long have we been married? (laughs) No, the show. Oh. Yes. Yeah, I did know The that, show's actually. anniversary. We are turning six years old, and to celebrate that- We're going to first grade. We're <laughs> close. We're giving a discount on our Patreon. If you join the year-long subscription to the Patreon, you can get 15% off during the month of May. You can find out everything about our Patreon at patreon.com slash thecritshow, but all tiers for the month of May are 15% off when you sign up for the annual membership. Is that as exciting as first grade? You know, now that I'm kind of remembering back to first grade, that's far better than first grade. So we just want to take this opportunity to let you all know that the ad-free feed is now available. Um, That was something that a lot of people asked for when we did our Patreon survey. Uh, So if you are a patron at the $5 tier or higher, you will get an email from Fable and Folly with the subject line, thank you for supporting The Crit Show, and in it will be a link that will take you to our ad-free RSS feed that you can then drop into your favorite podcatcher. If you are already a member, you should have that email in your inbox. If you do not see it, check your spam folder. If it's still not there, you can send us an email at thecastatthegroupshowpodcast.com to let us know. But as far as I know, when we uploaded them all, I think only five of them didn't process properly. So yeah, if you are interested in the ad-free feed, it is now included in our $5 tier and up. And you can find all the information on our Patreon over at patreon.com slash thecritshow. And with that, it's time to let the recap roll. I don't give a damn. You get off your ass and you get someone moving that direction. Now, you listen to me, old man. She left me in charge for this exact kind of reason. Uh, hey. There you go, Everett. Go talk to them. I've got to take care of the people in the field. I'm glad to see you back. Sorry about that. That's okay. We were gone for a hell of a stretch there. I'm I'm sure there's a lot going on. So, uh, what's the yelling, though, going on? Sounds like you need people. Good news. You got some. We're here. Margaret's gone missing. What? How? She was in the hospital, busted up. Yeah, we got a letter the other day from Wallace. One of the things that happened back when we started this, the team of us, we lost two of our own. Siobhan lost her husband, and we lost the kid. We got a message from Wallace. said that on his most recent case, Wallace was trying to spy on some vampire group. He saw the kid. Hadn't aged a day, and seems like the kid being held hostage by them. I wanted to try to figure out how to put a team together. Margaret was one of the biggest regrets of her life was losing the kid. She was all up in arms that I wasn't just headed straight down there to Wallace. And I got some history. I wanted to find some help to come along. So I went out to search and came back. She was gone. All she left behind was this. And he holds out a note. I'll take it. You open up the note and in Margaret's handwriting, it says Everett, if Wallace has found Aiden Chambers, I'm going to help save him. 
I just fold the letter crisply and hand it back to Everett. Aiden fucking Chambers. What about him? That's the kid. Do you know Aiden? Yeah. hundred years from now. He was functionally in charge of Nash's holdings directly under Nash. He's a Mercury, or will be. He was a Vercalacus. Then I suppose we don't got any time to waste. Suppose we don't. But he hasn't aged. What was he before? Why was he on your team? We found him on one of our first missions. He had been there when a supernatural phenomenon had happened, and it had kind of awakened him. It's kind of hard to explain, but he had the ability to sense uh, thoughts and feelings of people just every now and then. He didn't have anywhere else to go, so he came with us, and we realized that he was spending all his free time trying to study up on this stuff, learn about it. And he could always kind of tell how we were all feeling, even when, you know, as adults do sometimes, you try to hide something from a kid to make him feel better. And he just always knew, could kind of pinpoint things, lost things. And so he, real good at talking folks in circles, convinced us that he should be with us. There was a lot of disagreement at first, back and forth, but he spent time with every member, showed him what he was capable of. He was one of those kids that was so bright and articulate and clever, it made you forget that he was just a kid. So we all agreed he could come along. Margaret, she was the last standout against that vote. I think she's been carrying that around ever since. If she just stayed firm in her decision, he wouldn't have been there. Yeah, so you say you thought he died. What happened? It was the same accident we lost Siobhan's husband. But it was kind of the aftermath. There was this big magical explosion, and uh seems like he sensed it coming right before the rest of us realized what was going on. He threw himself into the magical field to try to absorb it, protect the rest of us. This brave kid. And when we could all see again, walls of that cavern were all charred, and there was no sign of him. All that char, uh, we assumed he died saving our lives. And between losing him and Tannis, that was the final nail in the coffin for our little group. How old was he? Uh, He was just about to turn 13. Well, obviously, he didn't die in that blast, so either the magic did something to keep him the way he was in that moment, or, I mean, we just did it ourselves. Time travel is technically a thing. That could be something that happened to him. Maybe some sort of stasis that locked him up. We'd have to, uh, well, do what we're going to do anyway, which I think is the obvious choice. Go save this kid, and maybe we can get to the bottom of that. Where is he? I'm not quite sure. I was waiting until I could get a few people to ride with me before I bit the bullet and called Wallace. If you're all willing to come with, I'll go get Mother Hen already, and I'll, uh, well, I'll let you give him a call. Do I need to fill out, like, a W-9 or something, like, before I start going out on, like, a mission, or, um, Oh, no, like- nobody here gets paid. i <laughs> 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 ah, just joking with you. I love that, like, there were still conventional tax documents in the monster future. Like, <laughs> bureaucracy never dies. It's the truest form it of necromancy. monster, yeah. It's the true monster. But no, we don't pay taxes to nobody. Oh, okay. Viva la revolucion. <laughs> I mean, yeah, guys, I know we had stuff on the docket, but this seems kind of kind of urgent. Yeah, this one's pretty critical. Everett, what state was Margaret in when she left? I mean, when we left here, she couldn't walk. Yeah, I mean, when I saw her last, we got someone to go down into the into the lab, what they could salvage out of it, and uh, found an old pair of, uh, I don't even know what you call them, but like robotic legs. She sat on a chair and could walk around. Uh, the chair had legs that she could control with the shifting of her weight because she's still got two broken legs. They're not healed up yet. But it let her be mobile. Well, I, I think we should do it. 
Jake, go ahead and call Wallace. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do that as I start rummaging through a stack of papers I have for the Wallace sheet. <laughs> <laughs> How many times do you have to play Wallace where I don't tell you until that moment you need to know? Yeah, when we left him last time, did we give, I can't remember if we gave him the box, the like Faraday cage. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah, we just sent him off with that. We're just like, later. Yeah. Also, then he went on a mission sent by the Secret Masters. And out of character, you knew from Jake's role that his uh, next mission was going to have complications. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, like related to his past or related to the crew or something. Yeah. You guys really can make me call him. Okay. I'll- yeah. Yes. I mean, I don't know him. I don't have his number. Ring, ring. Yeah. Who's this? Hey, Wallace. It's Jake. How'd you get this number? No, you gave it, you gave it to me as in case of emergencies. Oh, oh yeah. What's, <laughs> what's going on? You just, you just put me out of my misery anytime. <laughs> you I just, suppose you would like some information that Wallace you knows. Just, you just take this away from me whenever you're ready. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Wallace tells you, uh, as opposed to me feeding you information that you can then feed to yourself, <laughs> that he is at which Meadow Lake campground in Salem, Connecticut. Uh, he had followed a group of vampires there. They were essentially in a caravan, uh, and they have parked inside of the campground, and he's not been able to get too close. They've parked in a big circle, uh, and they are seem to be going into the center of um, their vehicles to, to talk. Uh, but every now and then, he can catch glimpses of Aiden. Okay, I'll let him know that we're going to head that direction as soon as possible. All right, y'all, he's in Connecticut at a campground, so sounds like the... Vampires have quite literally circled the wagons, which is a little bit strange, but we need to head his way and see if we can help him out. Well, this is certainly not an errand that I was expecting upon arrival. Let's go save Aiden Chambers. Why did Tess look at me like he was expecting that to be a star wipe from the scene? <laughs> Ready. <laughs> did you not <laughs> hear me? Let's go. <laughs> I said we save him. We smash cut. Wow, I can't believe it was so easy to save Aiden. <laughs> yeah, it goes, it goes straight from... This isn't a chore I was expecting when we got back to, I can't believe how quickly that went. <laughs> it was really cool, all these extra magical items that we found while we did it, too. <laughs> okay, so we get there and try to find Aiden. Do we have any idea how to maybe track down Margaret in the meantime on the way there? Not besides just trying to call her and see if she'll answer something from us. I mean, we could try and fire up their little multifaceted transponder thing and see if she's more likely to respond to that. It's true. Can't exactly get a message across, but we can let her know that we're that somebody's trying to ping her. Well, first things first, and I'm just going to get out my phone and try to call her number just to see what happens. It goes to voicemail. Hey, Margaret, we just got back from a long errand, and I don't know that you're going to get this, but if you do, we're looking for you. All right, take care. I think before we really get moving, I, I'm going to go over to Anastasia. Uh, you know, we haven't really got to kind of check in with her specifically yet, so... She looks up from her screen. Y'all get it sorted out? Yeah, I really think we did. Good. He was quite upset, and I did not have the manpower to spare. Right. I, I think we need to go take care of that, and knowing what we know from where we just went, this is an important thread, and unexpectedly important thread for us to follow so yeah i I think that's our next step but like what what the hell's going on i mean i know everybody's spread thin and that's probably a lot our fault so is there anything we need to know is there anything we need to be ready for there's been a lot of factions that i haven't ever seen 
work together, starting to pull jobs or be seen in spaces meeting up together. Yeah, that sounds right. Oh, yeah? Yep. What kind of groups? Sorry to interrupt. Also, hi, nice to meet you. You're kind of a legend. Anyway, I'll stop fangirling. What sort of groups? I mean, the easiest one is werewolves and vampires. You never see them even meeting, let alone working together. And we had a mission that just finished up. It seemed like it was a team comprised of werewolves and vampires and something else that we hadn't encountered yet before. That's something else. Was it ghosts or specters, things like that? Yeah, kind of. It was... It wasn't like any ghost we'd encountered before. It was there at points and then not at others. Huh, okay. Um, yeah, the future where I came from, um, the vampires, the werewolves, and a faction of ghosts are all very closely aligned and very closely associated with Nash. Oh, shit, so he's not just dealing with vampires. No, if everything goes his way, they're all united. I wouldn't call them friends, but I would certainly call them united. But with what we got from there, we're pretty sure that we can do what we got to do. Them like all the cryptids and... Yep. God, we wouldn't stand a chance. Accurate. They're all grouped up together against humans. There weren't a lot left. All right, well, and this thing that Everett's going on about has got something to do with it? Yeah. If we can stop this, we will functionally take away what will be Nash's second. All right. Well, from my point of view, I really didn't have you as a group to send out anyway. I'm just going to keep you off of the record for a little longer. <laughs> That's fair. Staying off of Nash's radar in general would be nice, though I think this might <laughs> this might end that streak. But that's okay. It's got to get done. Good luck. You too. Hey, it's really nice to see you. I know it hasn't been that long, but just, whew, it was a hell of a trip. It's really nice to see you. Yeah, you too. We, uh, some of us thought you had all died, and, uh, boy, it got a fervor push out of some folks. Well, we're all gonna need that push. Let's keep that going. And, um, if you get a chance, give Lana a hug for us. Yeah, of course. You said you wanted to keep your presence unknown. Should I not circulate it? I think I look at the group on that one. I mean, I don't think we're going to be able to stay completely off the radar, but at the very least, it could give us a little bit of an element of surprise here. I mean, keeping our secrecy is great and all, but that fervor that she's talking about, that's going to get some of these people killed. So it's great for now. It's good to fight back hard, but we know they're going to overextend themselves. Shit. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I guess we can't have it both ways and keeping the team safe and... And ready for whatever it is that we're going to set up is the important thing. So, yeah, all right, maybe spread the word. She takes you all in for a moment and then nods and turns to Jingles. And his eye flashes and you see uh, words start coming up on her screen being sent out. Well, it's good to see you guys again. You too, bud. You have to tell me, you know, what you learned and stuff so I can upload it places and make sure people get the knowledge they need. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There's some stuff we have to play a little close to the vest right now, but we're we're working on a plan. We're working on steps, and we'll we'll get that out, well, I guess, especially to those that we might need to assist us with it. So, yeah, 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 yeah. We'll, we'll be back in touch on that. Oh, man, that sounds like a whole bunch of non-answer to me. You're just like, oh, yeah, totally later, man. I'll see you. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sorry. There's just a lot. I'm sorry, bud. He's fun. This guy rocks. 
He he does. I was just waiting for Kim to be like, you're fun. I've only seen your corpse, but you're <laughs> yeah. great. When I met you in the future, you were definitely just like a lifeless husk. You were not this exciting. You're so much more fun when you're not dead. Um, I think I do. Again, kind of turn back to the group. I mean, unless unless we have thoughts here, unless there's anything we need to set up to start getting processed while we take care of this. I mean, I think it's critical that people know we're back for the sake of like morale and measuring their actions. But right this second, considering we know there's a history of information leaking within the IPT, I don't think rushing into the specifics about what happened is a good idea yet. Yeah, I agree. It took so much to get this information and until we're actually able to utilize it, I don't think it's safe to share. Okay. I'll write you up like a redacted series of events or something, Jingles, like something that we're pretty confident can go out to people and not be like a huge danger. But right this second, we got to hold off on that. Yeah, okay. Uh, I want to make sure before we go to grab like some of the things that I didn't take with me to the future, just so I have all my gear in my backpack ready to go. Oh, yeah. No problem. Yeah, same. I think I took all my stuff because I didn't have anything anymore. I've got a wand yeah. and a knife. I might have left the knife. I'll grab if I don't have the knife, I grab the knife. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Kim, you ready for your first past life mission? You said that so confidently. That's how we work. <laughs> <laughs> Ignore his behavior. We are very competent. I've read the files. I know what I'm getting into. So about a half hour later, you get a Text from Everett saying that he will pick you up at the top of the monument circle. Awesome. The, the top, like up the elevator at the top? Yeah. Oh, so, okay. I'm not going to be able to load the car onto the helicopter, am I? No, probably not. I'm just, I'm parked on the circle, hooking up like cables to the car <laughs> as people, people walk by. I'm like, hey, how's it going? Don't worry about it. If you want to bring the car, you can tell him to meet you someplace different. Well, I mean, we're probably going to have to travel some here. So it seems important to have that rather than having to fly and land every single place we go yeah okay i'll be like meet us at the top of a parking garage instead <laughs> yeah that's fair so we jump forward uh as the four of you inside of jake's car head to the top of one of the many parking garages in scenic downtown indianapolis yeah just filthy with them <laughs> <laughs> and uh everett lands mother hen uh, and you are able to pull into the back um, is there anything you want to be doing on your flight to Witch Meadow? Yeah, if I've got a few quiet moments on this flight, I'm going to try to do a tarot reading. Oh, okay. I think I'm just sort of like, this sounds dumb, but like I'm stretching and just physically getting ready. I'm, you know, I'm realizing we might be going into a fight and I have fundamentally changed from what I've just experienced with a demon form and how I go into battle or go into anything. And I, I haven't done that with this level of magic yet in you know the world I'm from. So I'm just sort of kind of testing out, like, what are my limits? What, how, what can I push to do? Um, yeah, so just, yeah, I'm just getting ready for battle, baby. Okay. Uh, I think I'm going to use this time to do a little bit of research on the place that we're going. So... If there's anything interesting about Salem, Connecticut, or this Witch Meadow Lake, that might be a reason that these vampires have kind of set up shop here. Okay. Uh, I'm going to try to use magic to observe another place and get eyes on this circled wagons and see if I can spot what they might be up to in there. All right. Well, let's start with Kim. Uh, Kim, your tarot reading sounds like your beginning of mystery move. Can you remind us all 
what that does. At the beginning of each mystery, roll plus weird. On a hit, you get a vision of a future where the Keeper's countdown clock has reached midnight. On a 10 plus, you may ask one question from Read a Bad Situation about the vision. That is an eight. So as you lay out your tarot cards and start to do this reading, your eyes flash white. And the vision that you get is filled with water and the sounds of the ocean. And you can tell that you're on an island. And on the island is this big square stone building that's very tall. There's not a lot of room to walk around the edges of it, but walking around the edge towards the water, you see three figures. One of them, a very pale white. One of them, this rotting black. And the other, a very sickly blue. They are moving next to this large wall towards the water. And out of the water rises a submarine. And from the submarine steps Grigory Nash holding his arms out, and you see that in between those three figures is an even smaller figure, the figure of Aiden Chambers as a child, and he is being walked onto this submarine, and then it slowly lowers beneath the surface. I had a vision. I still get visions. Hey! Nice. I mean, maybe? What was it of? Oh, it was, no, it was was not good, but that's just, uh, wow, and my nose isn't even bleeding at all. That's incredible. That didn't feel as draining as they normally do. Um... Yeah, I saw, oh, I'm uh, consulting my cards and flipping over one, and it's the tower. Um, I was somewhere near the ocean, and there was a, a, a very tall tower there, and there were three figures. One was white, and the other was black, and the other was blue, and they had Aiden with them. And then out from the ocean came a submarine, and Nash was on it. And he took Aiden and the two of them went back into the submarine. Those three figures, do they sound like anyone that you might know? No, not off the top of my head. Um, since my visions are literal representations, when you say like white, black, blue, is that literally what these people looked like? Or were those like magical auras or what was going on? No, that is literally what they looked like. That was the, the color of their exposed flesh. And I think, too, along with these being literal representations, with all of the stuff that you saw in the future from the notes that Anastasia had made, um, you do know that it was not the Argonaut. You do know that it was a submarine, um, but it did not have the markings of Nash's original submarine, the Argonaut. Okay. Well, uh, at least we have a good idea of maybe the top three people who are involved in Aiden's kidnapping and also that Nash has another submarine. Yeah, like, but what, I wonder what that means, like, if they have these very distinct looks, are these, like, three wildly different, well, I don't want to call them faction heads, but you know what I mean, like, from three separate groups that are now working together for this one thing? Or, like, are they tied together somehow? Is this something that we could research to find... I don't know, any mention of three figures with a similar look. Yeah, I mean, my my first thought was something similar to Baba Yaga's Knights. Like, is there a, a trio of, from folklore that matches this description? And are you still sure that these are, like, future visions? This isn't, we aren't on the track to something completely wrong right now, are we? I'm pretty sure that these are visions of not only just a future, but this future. Okay. You said it was night in the vision? Yes. 
well, that's at least some kind of timer. We don't necessarily know which night it was, but if we kick this thing in a day, then cool, crisis averted. That is true. I don't know if these beings have had any interaction with Aiden and Nash together before, but if not, this could be the beginning. Yeah, we just need to make sure it doesn't happen. So with what Kim has learned and just shared with you, does that change what anybody wants to be doing with their time? Yeah, I was going to look up this location that we're going to, but if we have, you know, this piece of information from Kim's vision, I would maybe switch over to first looking up if any of these entities make sense in folklore. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm also interested in figuring out who those figures are, but I don't think I've got any good way to help with that. So if, if Megan's on it, then that's good. Well, maybe that double whammy, if you have a way to see that place and can pick up any context clues of what's going on, that might help with context of research. Yeah, I'll try. I'll see what I can see. So, yeah, we've talked about a couple different things here. Megan talked about researching the area. You know, Kim has described to you a thing that she's seen uh, a location. So you could still try to research the area to figure out what that location was that Kim has seen. If it seems like Jake's going to try and look at that place. Is that what was just described (laughs) that you were going to try to look? Uh, No, I was thinking I was still going to look at the campground where the vampires are amassed. Oh, gotcha. And see if there was any context from what they're doing there about who these figures are or where this other place is. Because I imagine not knowing where that is, she's got to figure out where it is before I can look at it. Yeah. Or I can look at the campground that I do know about and see if that helps solidify anything about them for your research. Yeah, I think knowing that there's this tower and it's next to the ocean uh, on an island and banking that off of Salem, Connecticut, uh, I could try and work on locating that meeting point. Okay. Yeah, why don't you roll investigate a mystery? Seven. All right, you get to hold one. What is being concealed here? All right, so as you are looking around trying to get a sense of this location, the thing that you discover is that you're headed towards the Witch Meadow Lake Park, and there is a building similar to what Kim described about 20 miles southeast of that location called New London Ledge Lighthouse. And this lighthouse was built in 1909 in New London Harbor, and it has a very long history of a haunting presence that started around the 1920s, tearing sheets off of beds, slamming doors, turning the lighthouse light off and on, all kinds of things. Um, But they are all attributed to a ghost named Ernie, who was supposedly one of the early lighthouse keepers, uh, because many people who have worked there have reported visions of a tall, shadowy figure in a rain slicker. Spooky. Right? Uh, I pull up a picture of the lighthouse and reach over. Kim, does this look right? Yeah, that's it. Cool. Okay, Jake, come look at these. And I show him pictures. New London Ledge Lighthouse. It's about 20 miles southeast of this uh, park where the vampires are supposed to be. Uh, it started getting haunted in the 20s. Some spooky ghost and uh, like rain slicker was the keeper of this lighthouse. So this is this is this part of it. And I just kind of slide through different uh, like Google images of the location. Okay, then I will configure this spell to instead show me that lighthouse see if there's anything spooky going on now okay and i think the first thing that you notice as you start to configure the spell is the fact that you can do it which is not normally the case on mother hen normally you have not been able to cast spells or use magic on board mother hen and you know that it took a pretty heavy hit magically the last time it was used so you get the feeling that 
this place isn't quite as defensible as it once was because it's not keeping out your magics. Perfect. Just what I'd love to hear. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so uh, roll it. Okay. Uh, 11. All right. What's your effect? Observe another place. Jake, what is your version of this spell look like? Uh, well, it creates a perfect three-dimensional hollow deck representation of the area mm-hmm. with constant active like monitoring and movement. Yeah. And I can kind of get in there Tony Stark style and I can zoom in on anything that I want. And uh, you know, I can like flag targets and stuff with the so that they show up on the reticle mm-hmm. on the mini map. And this are you allowing this? Absolutely, because I think it makes you unaware of the world around you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? Fair. If I could just kind of disappear into like an Iron Man video game like that, I wouldn't care what was going on. Oh, like everyone else can still see you. You just yeah. can't see anything else. Um no, I imagine that it is Still similar to how it's been described every time anybody else has done it or any of us have done it, uh, that it's sort of like that, like a window, you know, like a like a view screen that just appears. But I think that um, the the shimmer of my magic now that it is just it's just arcane, you know, it's it's not divine in nature at all, uh, that it's just this kind of purple and blue shimmer that uh, sort of coalesces and almost crystallizes into like a uh, elliptical screen here in the air. Okay. Sort of an ethereal TV. Jake, why don't you roll luck? Okay. Uh, 11. So as this view of the new London Ledge lighthouse appears, it's early morning, the sun is rising, and you just catch a glimpse of the silver sheen of a submarine lowering back down into the water, and... There's this long drop into the water, and you see three sets of hands come up, a set of white hands, a set of black hands, and a set of blue hands, and they pull themselves up onto the land. As they pull themselves up, you can see that their flesh is decayed, their eye sockets are hollow, they have exposed ribs and long, stringy hair. One of them has maggots that are coming out of its mouth. The other one straightens its arm and out of the joint a rat falls out and scurries away and the other one is just leaking bile and they all look around and then the three of them turn to each other and nod and they sink down into the earth and then they're gone could we all see that i think so i think the way this works i think it's like um it's like looking at the map in sea of thieves where like you can (laughs) look at it from either side or like whatever orientation and you'll you'll see it from your perspective but nobody else can like mess with it except me mm, okay. you can just view what's happening so when they were standing on the earth like they sunk into the earth was it grass was it mud or was it the like rocky it was grass Ugh. did they sink in i don't know how else to ask this like a ghost like did they like <laughs> phase through material or did like earth move around did they like burrow they didn't burrow you would almost say that they sank into the mud and the earth and the grass but you didn't really see the earth moving but they didn't become incorporeal and fall through but it seems like the the earth just gave way to them okay i hey good call earth i fucking would too (laughs) (laughs) did that clear anything up for anybody cleared up how terrified i should feel probably yeah do we have to fight those things i think that remains to be seen if we get real lucky and come up with a good idea Hopefully not. Uh, yeah, I'm going to say this one's going to be dependent on our timing. Like, if what you saw was them delivering Aiden, then clearly this is them on their way to get him, right? So we either got to beat them there or be ready to get him away from them. 
I mean, first we got to figure out what they are. One of them had a rat in him, and one of them had maggots in him, and one of them was all bile-y. Ugh. My, my first thought was a, like a connection to the horsemen of the apocalypse, but I don't know which one of those would be like war. Pestilence and plague seems pretty well covered. All of the things that you're saying is exactly what I was hoping that this isn't. So hopefully it's not. Let's just hope it's not. Maybe war has always been a mistranslation. Maybe it was rat. Maybe it's rat, <laughs> pestilence, and plague. <laughs> rat doesn't get his own humanoid form. He just has to <laughs> piggyback on the it's a literal rat. <laughs> the, yeah. The, the being we're worried about was the rat. And the person he's riding on is just sort of like a vessel. <laughs> I mean, can I do some research now, knowing that we have a little bit more information on what these things look like up close? And, and try and see if I can figure out what they might be. Absolutely. Roll Investigate a Mystery. Five. And we're back to Monster of the Week, kids. <laughs> <laughs> we did it. Mark experience. Thank you. Yeah, you start to look around online trying to find any information about these three beings. And you find a lot of conflicting information about monsters that have that kind of white decaying skin or this black kind of corrupted flesh um, or this blue. The blue almost seems waterlogged, like someone that had died of drowning. But you can't find anything that would be these entities working together. I think you can find enough to be like, oh, these are clearly the same thing, but maybe created under different circumstances. But you can't quite nail down what they are, like this earth meld and climbing up the cement but being able to go through the earth and yeah it all just nothing seems to quite line up yeah i'm not getting anything concrete it seems like they're all just different gross flavors of the same thing but i can't really figure out what they are or why they would be working together this seems so familiar in my player brain like <laughs> i'm like i feel like i'm right on the edge of of knowing what this is but oh i can't quite get it seeing these figures and hearing that we can't find any information about what these beings are or why they would be working together could this be an opportunity to use my weird move oh yes let's talk about your adapted weird move, shall we? Yes, absolutely. So what we have for Kim, uh, there is a move called Past Lives. Well, that doesn't quite work for Kim because she's out of place in this timeline. So we had a chat and we came up with the idea of slightly adjusting that move to calling it Alternative Lives. Kim is now disconnected from the time stream. She's a creature of magic, and what if she could reach out to other versions of her across the different multiverses and use past lives in that way, um, but instead she's tapping into information that other versions of herself have. It comes with the same ramifications that an alternative life might take over for a while, and it may not have the best interest of the team at heart, but she can try to glean information from alternate versions of herself. I love this adaptation of this weird move. <laughs> this was so cool. Thank you. Uh, so Kim, will you read that move for us? Alternate lives. When you open up your brain to your alternate incarnations, hoping to discover something, roll plus weird. On a 10 or more, an alternate life has something useful to offer. Ask the keeper two of the questions below. On a 7 to 9, an alternate life has a little experience. Ask the keeper one of the questions below. On a 6 or less, an alternate life takes over for a while. I love that so much. So I'm going to ask you, what is this alternate version? <laughs> oh, no. That's I have right. To, I have to generate stuff. <laughs> 
Yeah, I think that this is a version of myself that has a focus in transmutation magic of um, like uh, earth and things like that. All right, you get a hold too. What did an alternate life discover about these creatures? So I think in that study of this transmutation magic and, you know, things that are flowing through the earth, um, you do find out from this other life that these are Draugr and they have the ability to earth meld and travel through the earth. Um, You know that they cannot pass through cement, concrete, like that it is just specifically the earth that they can traverse through. And when they do so, it does not make like a ripple on the earth above. Like they are not displacing earth to travel. They are simply melding into it and moving. Okay. Um, Tell me if I have already gathered as much as I can about this, because you did mention that they can't go through concrete. Mm. How did an alternate life deal with Draugr? So there are one of two ways to deal with a Draugr. You can deal with one temporarily by wrestling it back into its burial mound and pinning it in place with an iron weapon. To kill one, you have to sever the head, burn the body, and throw the ashes into the sea. If you do not do all three of those steps before the sun rises, it will reform in its burial mound. Yeah, I'm I'm wondering how what this looks like when I access this other life, because this is separate from any other kind of vision I've ever had. I almost imagine it like, you know, we see Kim's eyes and there's this brief flash of the white, but then when that's gone, the eyes are the color of whoever you're feeding from. I like that. Wow. I thought all this time that when I followed you back into the past that my powers got smaller and they did, but I think that they also got wider, like across the dimensions, wider. Something about removing myself from the flow of time, I think, has has made me subtly aware of every other incarnation of myself across infinite dimensions. That's some Baba Yaga shit. Yeah. That sounds like the intro to a Neil deGrasse Tyson TV show. <laughs> Did you get something good? Yeah. These creatures are kind of earth elementals called Draugr. They have the ability to move freely through the earth, but they they can't pass through uh, man-made uh, structures like concrete and things like that. The ways to subdue them, you can stop them temporarily by forcing them back into their burial mound and then uh, stabbing them with an iron weapon. But the only way to kill them for sure is to cut off their heads, burn the bodies, and then throw the ashes into the sea. And if you don't do all of those by the next morning, they will regenerate and come back. Oof. Okay. Man, when I fought these in Skyrim, it was not that complicated. <laughs> really, just any any old sword or spell or arrow would do the job. So it's disappointing. I thought I was going to have some expertise here. What happens if they get you? I didn't see that. Just from looking at Jake's vision, I can't imagine anything good. I will say, too, from your vision, Kim, that you do know this is a type of vampire. Gosh, I knew that vampires came in a variety of flavors. This is a brand new one to me. All right. Well, if you saw them actually leaving in real time to go get him, chances are we're not going to be able to avoid dealing with them. So we just got to be on the same page here of swift and brutal. Yeah. I mean, 
the this lighthouse seems like a good a good place for the battle. It's man-made and it's by the water, so they'll be able to move around outside of it, but not within it. If we can get there and snatch him and you know at least get him in the lighthouse itself, he might be squirreled away and safe. That also means that Nash might be there. Yeah, like ultimately, if we're fighting these things, which I don't think we're going to be able to avoid, we're going to have to make sure that at least part of that happens where we can get to the ocean and and dispose of them. But like, there's a lot of time discrepancy here from when they're supposed to drop Aiden off, right? Like, we've got most of a day. Something's going on at that camp. I I, I mean, am am I right? Am I I wrong here? Like, Yeah, it seems like there has to be a slowdown somewhere in this process for what Kim saw and what we've now seen through the window to now to both be possible. Right. So... Margaret might be in the mix with this. She might be there already. But one way or another, we got to get to this camp and see what's going on. If we can stop them there, ash them, collect that shit, and take it to an ocean after the fact, that's fine with me. But I don't think waiting till the end of the day when they're on their way back is the best course. Maybe they go underground, but they only move at like a normal human walking speed. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe they are functionally jogging 20 miles there and back or shambling or shambling even who's to say all right so still touch down near the campsite and try to rendezvous with wallace first and wait and see what causes this big delay i think so and like if we get to that campground and aiden just isn't there then we know to haul ass to the drop-off point and try to get ahead of him that way all right uh is there any iron weapons on Mother Hen? You just start poking around in here. Yeah. As you start going through all of the different drawers and cabinets that Everett has tucked away in all of the spaces around Mother Hen, you get to a large cabinet and you open it up and for a brief moment you are startled because someone is staring you dead in the eyes as you open it. And very slowly, Margaret raises a hand to her lips. Shh. The Crit Show is a Crit Show Studios production, edited and produced by Brandon Wentz with music by Jake Purley. You can find more information about us at thecritshowpodcast.com. To keep up to date with upcoming live shows, contests, and other special events, follow us at The Crit Show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For even more weekly content, join us at patreon.com slash thecritshow. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Cam Kander? Yeah, that was a strange thing. A prolific creator who disappeared suddenly in 2020. Eccentric, weird, inscrutable. Cam Kander was like a 21st century Howard Hughes. Nothing is known. Cam Kander, man, woman, non-binary person, no idea. Cam Kander, an enigma, a cipher, a mystery. Was Kander a genius or insane? Is there a difference? 
And one day, Cam Cander vanished into thin air. Off the map, off the radar, like Amelia Earhart. From me, BK Will, in conjunction with Trojan Cat Media, a division of Corp. Leave me alone. I don't have anything to say about Cam Cander. Comes a shocking six-part documentary series. Cam Cander is a Rorschach test. It's a MacGuffin stuffed inside a red herring, shoved down a rabbit hole that leads to a blind alley. Cam Cander is out there, waiting to make their glorious return. Like a cult leader? No, like a messiah. Discover Who is Cam Cander, a new investigative podcast coming Wednesday, September 1st, wherever you listen to podcasts.